This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Living in First Alignment podcast channel. My name is Kayla, and today I have a special guest on for the second time, Christy Whitman. So I recorded a podcast episode with her last year. It's episode 100 if you want to listen, and I'll include it in the show notes for you. But I interviewed her and we chatted about her book, Quantum Success. And then after I actually read that book, did the interview with her, I signed up and I did her life coaching program, Quantum Success coaching certification, which is all about law of attraction and energy mastery coaching. And then she wrote another book called The Desire Factor, which I read this fall and I absolutely loved it. So I invited her back onto my channel. So this is what we're going to be discussing today together. So Christy Whitman, if you don't know who she is, she is a transformational leader, celebrity coach and law of attraction expert. She is a two times New York Times bestselling author. She also is the founder of the Quantum Success Learning Academy and Quantum Success Coaching Academy, which is the certification program that I talked about. And she's also been featured in the news, the Today Show, the Morning Show, TEDx, Hallmark Channel. And also she's been featured in media publications such as Goldcast, People Magazine, 17, Women's Day, Hollywood Life, Teen Vogue, just to name a few. So I just wanted to share a little bit about her. But I'm really excited today we're going to dive in and have like a super powerful aligned conversation about the desire factor and how these principles are so incredible for energy mastery and just really manifesting a life that you love. So I hope that you enjoy. All right, Christy, I'm so excited to have you back for this second episode together. And today, how we're going to be chatting about your book, The Desire Factor. So this is your most recent book that you've written and brought out into the world. And I'm really excited to talk about this book. So just so the listeners know, because I got it a couple months ago and I started reading it in September, right before a really pivotal moment in my life. And just the principles that she talks about in this book are just have been a really huge help for me. So I'm really excited to hear her dive into it a little bit more and elaborate on this with the world. So Christy, welcome back to Living in Fierce Alignment. And I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you. Well, you have to tell everybody the DM that you gave me about the, you know, the, the game show that you wanted to be on. Yeah. You tell them that. And then the story that's in the book that you read, that's incredible. That's an incredible story. You have yeah. to share that with your listeners. Okay. So in September, as I'm reading this book, it's like, it's about your desire and manifesting and obviously energetic alignment. And so I'm reading this book as I'm also in the midst of leaving my full-time job and going fully into my coaching. And I, I literally read the whole book. And one night I'm watching this show on Netflix called The Circle. And it's like this social media reality TV game show. And I, I really like this show. It's just something that I like to watch at night and just be entertained. And I thought to myself one night, I was like, you know what? Like I should apply for this game show like this is so cool like why not and it's an American show I'm in Canada I didn't even know if I could get on so I looked it up and I was able to apply because I'm a Canadian resident and I was like okay so I started the application and then I didn't finish it because it was late and then I crawl into bed and I go to finish reading Christy's book and I'm literally on the last chapter 
And she is giving the example of embodying all the principles of the book and how she was applying to be on this game show called Beat Shazam. And I just couldn't believe it. I was completely floored. I'm like literally reading this and like just all the embodiment work that she did specifically using like what she taught in the book to get onto this game show. And I was like, how is this, how is this happening? <laughs> that I'm Isn't literally it? watching it. Yeah. 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 And it's, I it's- just- it's so synchronistic and that's how the universe works just to kind of get us to pay attention go whoa right it's stuff like that that it just it makes you okay I, I believe that I, I believe I'm creating my own reality because you know for me that was years ago and when I had put on my list of things I wanted to create my desire factor was I wanted to have my own car because for years I was a pharmaceutical rep where I had, you know, get, I had a company car, which was awesome. But I, I, I thought, God, if I really wanted to have my own car, what kind of car would I love? And it was an Audi A4 convertible. And, and I'm talking like 16 years ago, this is a while ago. And I wrote down so specifically exactly what I wanted, the color, everything. And I even wrote down that I wanted to have a cassette tape and a CD tape, you know, tape. Now it tells you, now it really tells you how like, you know, how long ago that was. Because I had all these old CDs of that I would drive around and listen to of, of Dr. Wayne Dyer and Marianne Williamson, Abraham Hicks, right? So I wanted both. And I literally fly into my new place to live. I, I, I got transferred from Redding, California to Pennsylvania. And they're putting me up in a hotel, in like apartment, basically a furnished apartment for three months while I sell my house and do all this other stuff back in California. So I'm like, I get into there, you know, from the airport, I've got a car and I'm like, all right, I'm unpacked. What do I do now? So I go out and there was two ways to go because there was no way in front. So it was either left or right. I felt called to go left. I'm driving not even half a mile down the road. And all of a sudden I see a um, Volkswagen dealership. And on top of the grass area is an Audi A4 convertible. I drive in and they told me that a woman just dropped it off because she bought it and there's only like 9,000 miles on it. She got pregnant, can't use it. So here it is. I go to test drive it. It's got a cassette tape and a CD in there. So it's like, and I'm, oh my God, you know, it's like those moments of, holy, that's amazing. That, that's just the thing is that when we allow the universe to surprise us, it, it will you know? And so it was funny because for me, when that happened and I'm reading your book and I'm like, this is crazy. Like the coincidence of this is wild, like the alignment, obviously. So then I, I, you know, sent a message to Christy the next day and I told her, cause I just couldn't believe it. And so again, using, you know, the principles from the book, like for that, obviously I've completely, I'm just unattached. I haven't heard back yet. And obviously there's just the whole experience in itself was worth it. You know, the application process, sharing what happened with you and with some other people in my life and how they just they're like, oh my God, Kayla, you're getting on. Like, that's totally happening. Like the alignment of it all. I'm like, well, why not? Like, I have nothing to lose to fully believe in that, right? So yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to dive in more into these principles from, from the book. And I, I would just love if, I know that a lot of, you know, the guidance that you receive and everything comes from the council, but I'm really curious how you were so able to just make this simple. Like you, you came up with these seven principles and then you, you wrote it out in the book and just the way that you talk about it is so easy to digest. It's, it's just so good. You know, it's not complicated. And so I would just really love if you can share like how this came about. And then obviously we're going to dive into the principles as well. 
Yeah, so I wish I could take credit for it. I mean, obviously, I've been applying these principles for 25 years. I've been teaching them for 20. Um, you know, it's been my my whole just understanding of universal laws and how these principles fit in with the universal laws. And and I started um, before I actually full on started channeling the council. I had the idea. I actually got the download of the book, The Desire Factor, like the title. I want to say it was like four, three or four years ago. And usually what happens with me is when there's movement of, of a project, right? It, it moves through and I continue with it and then it's birth. This one was like a stop and go for me. I got the title and then nothing happened with it. It was like that just sat. And then, and then um, the idea for like what I talked about in the desire factor as an example is my desire for high-end purses, Right. So that was going to be a book on the desire factor with, but, you know, my stories about purses and what they meant and, you know, the journey getting there. Well, then I started channeling the council, but everything was like, a, you know, kind of stop, go, stop, go, stop, go. I started channeling the council and they're like, okay, let's finish this book. And they're the ones that literally laid out all of those seven principles in a step-by-step -step fashion because, and, and what I'm so grateful for is that doing my own energy work and manifestation work for 25 years, there's a learning curve, right? And even up until three years ago, I've been teaching these principles. And when the council came in and said, it has to go in this exact step-by-step -step order, otherwise it doesn't flow with the energy. There's not enough um, energetic momentum happening. And, and when you look at the seven steps of the desire factor, the principles, it's like a spiral and, and, and it's a completion of a spiral. So you go from alignment to focus, to joyful expectancy, to having, to loving, to surrender, to action. And then it starts all over again. And the spiral of energy, as long as you're in those seven steps and they all happen very quick, right? They all happen within a matter of moments then you're just constantly, constantly in alignment with the light, with the energy, with the divine that gives you these desires in the first place. And so I'm, I'm grateful to them because one, one thing I used to talk about was detachment, the law of detachment and how, um, you know, and in, in the principle that we talk about in the desire factor, they talk about it as the law of surrender, the principle of surrender. And for me, I never liked the word surrender because I thought of it as giving up. Like when you think of people at war, if they surrender, it's like an abdication. It's a giving up, you know, I, and it's, it's kind of like a weakness and that it's, it's funny that in our 3d world, when it means in certain, you know, we're very meaning makers, those, those, that word like surrender kind of gives, you know, someone a, Oh, I don't want to give up. I don't want to be perceived weak. Kind of like words like vulnerable, right? those kind of things that someone's like, or I'm sensitive. You know, I was told as a kid, oh, you're so sensitive. So that had a bad connotation. But when I realized, no, I'm sensitive and that's a positive thing because I have to be sensitive in order to feel and process energy. Oh, that's actually a gift, not a curse, right? So it, it's words like understanding surrender, just coming to it with a new, like a, like a childlike, meaning where you don't have any meaning on it because in that one principle that's where you're like releasing all of your resistance and what do we mean resistance it could be a thought like i, I just surrender this thought that i don't know how to do something 
I'm aware I don't know how to do something, but thinking that I, I can't have what I want because I don't know how to do it, I surrender that thought so that I could come back in alignment and be open to new thoughts coming in that would tell me what is my first step or my action step to take. And they just all work together. So thank you for that acknowledgement. And it is really the council that brought those through and, and simplified it in that way because a lot of those different um, principles are talked about, but not in that order and, and not in that depth, I believe. And, and like you said, in the simplicity of it, in the practicality of it. Yes. And yeah. one thing I one thing I really see in the manifestation world is like, I feel like the these seven principles are kind of an accordion, the way that they open up. Because what I see in the manifestation conversations online, for example, is like alignment and then take aligned action. Like the whole ingredients of in between that sandwich is is missing right so it's like oh get into energetic alignment and then take aligned action but I really love that the way that you talked about the principle of action which is the last one is like the tipping point like there's literally so much energetic you know energy piled up that it physically has to push over into the physical realm right yeah. and yeah. the other thing that you said about surrender that I really love is just how you know, when we look at, let's say a thought that, that is not actually in alignment with what we want and like surrendering, like letting go, not giving up. The other thing that you said is also to use that as a contrast to recalibrate, like, oh, me thinking that I can't do it. That means instead of like, I'm not good enough is actually just an opportunity for me to learn. And when I learn, I get to grow. And when I grow, I expand and I can, you know, do more things and so on. So I think that I just wanted to like touch on those two things, because I think that that was that was really significant for me. Like I, I read the book and I never highlight. I'm not a highlighter. I like to keep my books like pristine, but I was highlighting the book and like big stars and purple highlighter. <laughs> like, remember this, this is important. And so yeah, no, I think it's, it's so good. And so I would love, like, do you think that we can just kind of talk through the principles, you know, in order and just so that we can give the listeners an idea. And then obviously they're going to, I know they're going to grab the book after listening to this because it's just so juicy. So absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's dive into the first one. So the principle of alignment. And one of the things you said that I loved is that alignment is a moment by moment decision. Yes. And I think that, I think that this is so beautiful. And so I would love if you could just talk a little bit more about this and the fluidity of it. Yeah. And I wanted to just say something about what you said before, before we dig it, dive into this, because it is like that accordion, like you were talking about, because my, the last book that I wrote is called quantum success. And it's all about how do you apply the seven principles to work and money? And it's about alignment and momentum, right? It's like align and then moment, but how do you how do you go deeper? And that's where this book goes even deeper because most people don't even know alignment momentum, just teaching them that, right? Getting into a place of alignment and then aligned action to go forward. Wow, right? That's that's a huge, this one's amazing because like you said, it just it expands things out and you get to go deeper with it. So alignment being a moment by moment choice, decision, it, it's the alignment or the, another way of saying it, all that we desire, all that, all that feels good, all of the experiences that we ever want to have, all of, all of that is already created. And all we have to do is connect with it. Now it's created in the energetic world first as everything is, 
because we have to align our minds, our consciousness. If, if you as a vision of yourself in the most top success, whatever that means for you, if you can visualize it, it means energetically it already exists, but we have to align with the energy of it. We have to align with the vibration of it. We have to align with the vision of it, the, the feeling, havingness of it. And that is literally a moment by moment decision because energy is always fluid. It's always moving. It cannot be created. It cannot be destroyed, but it's constantly flowing. And where we, and the energy is super creative. And if we allow the energy to come in, if we're the energy transmitter, well, first receiver, and then the energy container, we're also the transmitter. And that transmission comes from our consciousness. So it's alignment is always a moment by moment choice because we always get to choose our words that we say and the thoughts that we think and the beliefs, believe it or not, that we have, the emotions, whether we process them or not and any actions that we take. And as I, as we talk about in the action section, action is not only hard work, you know, work hard, push, go, you know, do force. That's one version of action. And it's a old version of action that doesn't get us exactly what we want. I'm not saying don't take action, take massive action, take the fullness of action. We'll get into that. But it's a paradigm shift. And so even when you come to the place that what I want already exists, because I've already thinking about it, feeling it, 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 I'm already starting to mold it and shape it into being because my thoughts are creative and the emotions that's behind it, that feels good, that feels aligned, all of it, all I have to do is align my consciousness with that, with the feeling of the desire to be fulfilled, right? With the fact that I have a co-creative partner, that's I'm the physical to the non-physical. And yet at the same time, I'm also non-physical, right? So it's like, I'm aligning with all that breathes me. I'm aligning with all that is there in every single moment to support, protect, provide, love, adore every single one of us to create through. And so when we align with the creativity part of us, we're creative. When I was just listening to you and you're talking about, you know, earlier, you've been talking about the spiral, right? Of like all of this coming into like all of the principles literally aligning. I think one thing I realized is that creativity, I think we forget as human beings that creativity is fluid and fluid in the sense that it's going to change pace and it'll change intensity because creativity in itself is energy. You know, when we think about when we've been inspired and we want to, you know, create a project or start a business or just take action, like there's going to be a certain level of intensity, right? There might be lower experiences of creativity and then higher experiences of creativity. And then I think our human mind makes it mean like, oh, you know, if I'm out of alignment and I'm not creative, then it's not working. Right. But it's just, it's just the ebb and flow. And I think like, as I was listening to you, I was like, I think that's so important because I think that there's, there's other assumption with alignment that if you're, oh, if you're in alignment, you're always high vibe. You're always doing the right thing. Everything's working out perfectly. It's like pedal to the metal. And I think that people don't realize that we, we make alignment mean that because it's like, oh, we need to get out of alignment. We need to get in alignment. When we're in alignment, then we're good. We're good people. We're doing the right thing and so on. 
Well, the, the way to know about energy, if we make something mean something that there's a pressure or a stress or a limitation, we've literally, even the whole entire conversation about manifestation and light and divine, we've made, we've humanized it because the, the divine energy doesn't feel like TikTok time is wait, you know, wasting time or that you got, if you're, Hey, you got to be perfect. So you can never be human. You got to always be in alignment right? Even when someone comes into your face and insults you, you got to stay in alignment. How realistic is that? It's not, it's, it is, we're not talking about that. We're talking about literally the moment by moment choice of someone insults you, right? Or some kind of contrast happens. It's allowing yourself to process, surrender the, the energy to, you know, feel yourself, to gather what you need, and come back into alignment with what you want and how you want it, why you want it and how you want to feel. Really, that's what we're talking about is how do you want to be in your life and align with that? What do you want to create in your life and align with that? What experiences do you want to have in your life and align with that? Because you can't be in the absence of those things and then receive them. Because in this polar 3D reality that we live in, there is always the lack of something and the abundance of something and the just enough of something. It could be money. It could be love, support, whatever it is. So it's our consciousness where we get to choose moment by moment. Am I going to be in lack or, or, you know, scarcity with this person, place or thing, right? Or am I going to be in sufficiency looking for positive aspects with this person, place or thing, or am I going to be in all sufficiency so that I am filled with abundance. I am filled with love. I'm filled with the feeling of freedom. Like I'm overflowing that. And that is all sufficiency because if you're filled with it and energy always comes first before any form, if you're filled with it, then you have so much more as a ripple effect to give out to everybody else. If you have just enough, it's like, well, you know, there's, there's still limitation there. It's like, I got just enough. When you're in all sufficiency, you're just like, how can I help? How can I serve? How can I, you know, it's a very, very different energy. And that alignment always feels good. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love this. This overflowing of energy and just being able to, to give and expand. Like it's beautiful. I think this leads us beautifully into the next principle of focus. And I think the biggest thing that I was laughing because you brought for me when I was reading the book, it brought awareness to what I had been doing without realizing it. And that is in terms of manifesting naturally is almost ignoring like the lack of my, like being grateful for the lack of my current circumstances, but reaching beyond, like focusing on where I'm going, like focusing on beyond the circumstances. And it was interesting because you know, there's been a couple of times in my life where I've really been manifesting something huge. And then I've had people in my life be like, well, look at your current circumstances. Like you need to change your current circumstances. Like, this is why you're not there. And I'm like, I don't know how to explain it to you, but I really just need to focus on where I'm going. And I think that that was like the most powerful thing that I got out of the second principle of focus. And, And so I would love if you could elaborate a little bit more on this and also just we t- we kind of talked about this in alignment but there's always the choice to be in alignment but then there's always the choice of either focusing on lack or focusing on abundance which abundance is always in alignment right so it's one and the same really right yeah. so but yeah the principle of focus is that again we have the choice 
we we are full of choices. We have free will and choice. It's not assertion-based universe and attraction-based universe. And where we put our focus is what we create. People seem to get that as a concept, but when it's something that they've manifested in their life, like, yeah, but why can't I seem to get, you know, more money or why can't I seem to get ahead in my career? If we come back to that principle that everything is vibration, everything is energy, and that all energy carries a vibration, and that vibration literally goes out into the universe and it collects things like itself. It's like a boomerang. What you send out, it comes back. And we're the ones that send things out. So if we want something changed in our lives, you're absolutely right. We can't focus on the reality that has been created now, because if we do that, and we don't like the reality that has been created now, we can continue, we can, we continue, my tongue's getting ahead of my brain or my brain's getting ahead of my tongue. We continue to create that momentum and then create the same, right? That's where we need to look at something and go, okay, is this the reality? Is this the body? Is this the level of health and vitality? Is this the level of success? Is this a level of financial abundance? Am I in all sufficiency, sufficiency, or in lack? Where am I? And where do I then want to be? Because where I focus now in the present moment with energy is always in the present moment, where I focus now is then going to create my tomorrow. And I have people that say, well, be realistic. What What does that mean? Be realistic. There, I live in the 3D world. Like my husband's hilarious. He'll come up to me and go, okay, baby, I need to have a 3D conversation with you. And I'm like, okay. So that means we got to get detailed on something. And he's like, okay, so we got this coming up and this coming up and we're going to have to take care of that. So, you know, if you could write a check and we did, you know, like we, we do the money thing that's in the 3D world, taking care of like the school and soccer and, you know, and who needs to go to this soccer game at the same time, there's a soccer game. And there's a lot going on in the 3D world. But I'm mainly focused on the present moment so I can bring in the energy of my focus, of my choosing, so that everything I create now and going forward is in a high vibration. Because you you, you, people all the time, how come I can't seem to get better? How come I can't seem to make more money? And they're, they're so frustrated and they're impatient and I get it. I was there too. I've done all the inner work and I've done all the outer work. Why isn't my stuff manifesting? It's like, if it's not in your reality, it's not in your vibration. If your vibration does not, you know, if your vibration is not there, it's not going to be in your reality. It's just that simple. And the thing is, is that, and I see, I, I've said it myself throughout the years. I hear it with other clients, but I've been in a good space, Right. But I've been minding my, my thoughts, but I've been doing the work. And it's like, yeah, don't beat yourself up, you know, but really get very specific of what you're focusing on. Focus is everything. And then that even spirals into the next principle, because when you really think about it, it's like, you know, after you have a thought, you have an expectation about that thing. You have a picture, an image. And so that, that did you want to talk more about focus or move into Well, no, I just, I love what you said about focus because I think that, I don't think to really have focus, I think what's really important is awareness. 
like that that's that's ultimately it right is is some if somebody's like well how do I focus it's like well have awareness and how you can have awareness of like knowing and realizing where you're focusing is how do you feel because if you're feeling good exactly if you're if you're feeling good then you're focusing on the things that you want if you're not feeling good and it doesn't mean that you're a good person when you focus on good things and you're a bad person when you focus on bad things it just means that it's just feedback when you feel like not good it's like oh that's literally the energy giving you feedback hey like you're not actually focused on what it is that you want that's like literally the universe's gift giving to you awareness like hey pay attention to where your focus is and to go into joyful expectancy the third principle one of the things that you said that I loved was that expectations create an atmosphere and a powerful and attractive energy like I love that it creates an atmosphere and attractive energy. Like that's just something that really landed for me. That was totally something that I highlighted in the book. And obviously I would love if we can just like dive into that more. Yeah. I mean, it is our, again, there's so many different aspects of our consciousness, but when you dive into perspective, beliefs, and expectations, it's literally what you are. It's like, you've declared I will have this for dinner, right? Or I will live in the city or I will, I'm not putting up with that anymore. It's like crossing, drawing that line in the sand and say what you have and what you won't have. And we do that energetically. And it's amazing because there's some people that all their lives have not been joyful, have been in joyful expectancy. They have been literally, and my dad is one of them, 89 years old, still, still going around. He literally expects everything to be a struggle, everything. And I was teasing with him the other night. He, he, I said to him, so I go, let me, dad, let me get this straight. You think the whole entire universe exists just to piss you off, just to just conspiring to make everything a struggle and difficult for you. And he said, yeah. And he was dead serious. And I go, wow, because my, and I've had to change this expectation. My expectation is that the universe is for me, that it loves me infinitely, that it's got my back, that it adores me, that it wants more for me than it wants for myself, that it's partnering with me in everything that I receive as a desire. And that moving forward in that desire is going to grow me in some way, whatever form it shows up in, it's going to either be this or something better, but that's what I'm expecting. And in that gap of expectation of where we are and what we are expecting and who and when and all that kind of stuff, if we're in joyful expectancy, right, we're in the pocket, in the gap, in the transition period of feeling joy as we move along on our, on our, our journey. It, that's what it's all about anyway, because all of our lives, like a council will say, you know, people say that there's two things that are guaranteed in life, right? There's taxes and there's death. Eh, yes. Those are two. There's actually four. There's contrast. Contrast will always show, show up in a 3d world. And sometimes if it shows up, we can get very attached to it. And that's where our own inner work is. We could look at something and go, hmm, that's interesting. Why did, I, why did I attract that? Let me clear whatever else is there. We could use it as a, huh, I wasn't aware. That's really what I don't want. How many times have we dated someone went, ooh, never seen that characteristic before. I don't want that, right? And then we go, ooh, I do want this instead. 
right? I want a guy that's this, right? Or I'm tired of struggling with money. I'd rather have this instead. Well, if more people would take contrast, whatever the contrast is, and use it as a pivot point to really look at and deliberately create and then joyfully expect that what you desire is on its way, that contrast leads to the fourth thing, which is transition. There's always, there's always taxes, death, contrast, and transition. We are in a transition point right here from right there. Some of us are in big, there's a lot of people going through big transition. The world was on pause and now it's sped up and everybody's in a big transition, whether it's people moving homes or moving into different places or getting different jobs or getting in or out of relationships or changing the way they do their businesses. I mean, you name it, right? Their kids are going off to college. Kids are going, there's always going to be transition. And it's in that transition and that, that those pockets of moments where the mind wants to say, hey, watch out. I don't know what's ahead in that transition. And the mind will only have reference to what it knows to be true. And so it'll look out ahead and go, these are all the possible things that could come, ahead, come along and hurt you or harm you. And if we learn to just go, thank you, mind. I really appreciate it. Good job. You just did your job. Now. I'm going to be in joyful expectation because it's through joyful expectation where we keep our, our, ourselves open to receive. Right. And then that leads into the next principle, which is having. One of the things I wanted to say about, I love that you specifically said in the book, joyful expectancy, because there's a story in the world of if you have no expectations then you'll never be disappointed. <laughs> and so I, I know. Right. And it's just, it's just, but you've heard that, right? Have you not heard oh, yeah. that expression before? Oh, yeah. yeah. So I think that it's true, though. It's such a it's such a self-sabotaging technique. It's like, oh, well, if I have no expectations, then I'll never be disappointed. And it, it's totally like a mind-brain way of playing safe, obviously, to avoid disappointment, to avoid shitty emotions and whatever. But I, I love that you said joyful expectancy and like that right at the beginning when you said it's a declaration. Like, this is what's happening. This is what I want. This is what I'm not tolerating. And the thing is, is that it really, it draws a line in the sand, but then that line becomes the path of like how your focus and your alignment works. Exactly. Right? They all play, interplay together. Yes. And you know, it's so funny you said that too, because that goes along the same lines as, you know, desires are the root of suffering. And so you shouldn't have, have desires, right? Desire, having desires is not spiritual or all the other stuff that goes along with having desires, right? It's, it's like, don't have any expectations, don't have any desires. Well, it's really interesting because we are creative. We all have been giving our own unique personalities and in our personalities, and there's some that say kill the ego and, you know, in our personalities, we have preferences. We have things that we enjoy and things that we don't, whether it's food, right? If you have a desire for pasta tonight, does that mean that that's bad? right? It's like you, you want what you want because, oh, I have a craving for Chinese food tonight, right? And then you go, ooh, like, and, and all your mind can think of is Chinese, ooh, is the best Chinese food, right? And you get into that mode. I mean, desires drive, desires create. And so when we are saying, oh, well, I shouldn't have desires or, you know, I, I'm not going to put anything out there, visualize or have an expectation over anything because then I'll be disappointed we're literally closing ourselves off from our creative force. 
I think that's such an important thing to highlight, right? And I, as far as listening to you, and I was like, we're speaking so much about joyful expectancy, but there's also this realm of like, oh yeah, don't no expectations, no failure, no disappointment. And it's like, well, then you're just playing in a small world. Like you're not going after what it is that you want. There's no expansion in that. It's it's actually collapsing, right? So let's dive into the next principle because this is one that I, one, one of the things you talked about with the principle of having that I really loved was, just us having the desire and the thought, like literally having the thought, the idea is already having the thing that we want. And we think, oh, I don't have it until it's in physical reality, but it's like, it's already in your mind. Like it's a seedling in the soil, like you talked about in the book. And it's like, when I got that, I was like, that's literally the first piece. That's literally the first puzzle piece of like a physical manifestation is having the idea in my mind and like really feeling that energy because ultimately the things that we want it comes down to you know the energy of like what we feel when we have it or when we become that person and so on so I'd love you know if we can elaborate a little bit more about having because the having is always talked about after take aligned action and then have what you want right but it's right in the in the middle of this like accordion that we're talking about right now having you know a lot of people are saying out there you have to be a vibrational match to what you want right most people don't even know what that means or how to do it the principle of having is how you do it because when you are in and let's talk about it from a law of sufficiency and abundance again right if you if you look at law of sufficiency and abundance as a spectrum and on one side of the spectrum you have lack which always feels bad on the other side of the spectrum is abundance or alignment which always feels good and that tipping point in the middle is satisfaction sufficiency it's looking at the positive aspects right so that's the lack you know, sufficiency and then all sufficiency, right? Insufficiency, all, all sufficiency, or excuse me, <laughs> insufficiency, sufficiency, all sufficiency. It's like a spectrum. And when you are in having, when you have that idea in your mind and you feel that creative impulse, you already have it. You're a vibrational match to it in that moment. And then as you continue to align with it and you focus on, what it would feel like, what it would look like, like, you know, what you let your imagination open up in a, like a whole new portal than it never has before. You continue to create the vibrational match to it because you're having it. When you are seeing it, you're visualizing it. When you're experiencing the ooh of it, you're having it and you're aligned with it. Anytime you notice that you do not have it, it's not in your physical form. You can't touch it, taste it, smell it, hug it, hold it, sleep with it, whatever. If your mind is telling you, well, why are you so excited? You don't have it yet. That's going to take a long time to get. You don't know how to get that. That's the stuff that we have to surrender, right? That's the stuff that we have to pay attention to and bring back into alignment because it's in the place of having it that you do two things. You're a vibrational match to it. So you literally are bringing it to you because in your field, mental, emotional, physical energy field, you have it. You're, you're in all sufficiency with it. You're in fulfillment of it, right? It's the moment we notice that we don't have it, that it, that it, it expands the gap, right? And that's where we even go back. We could go backwards, right? We, don't, we notice we don't have it. And then we notice that there's a gap of reality of not having it and then wanting it. 
And then the expectation is, oh, it's going to take too long. That's an expectation. Nobody else can have that and nobody else is doing it. Right? These are expectations. These are beliefs that we have. It's in that gap where we have to be energy masters and literally say, okay, that's a thought that's going to take me in a direction that I don't want to go. Let me refocus back, maybe realign back, feel the joyful expectation. I don't know all the details of it, but wow, it's going to feel great to be in that man's arms, or it's going to feel great to put my toes in the sand, or, you know, it's going to feel great to serve all those people to see transformation, whatever the desire is. And to fill that gap up with the energy, because that's the thing is that when you're in having the energy goes to fill the gap up. Otherwise you're feeling like you're not fulfilled. You're lacking something and you're trying to do it by yourself. You know, it's so cool with the way that you just described this. And then you started talking about going backwards, you know, it's like, Oh, if you realize you don't have it and you fall into, you know, the expectation of not getting it. And then you, your focus is derailed and then you're out of alignment. Like you basically go backwards on the principle. Right. And it's so interesting because it's like, again, with awareness, if you catch yourself and you know, you, you were in the energy of having it and all of a sudden you're focusing on things you don't want. It's, it's like, you can literally see in that moment, okay, the next step is getting back into expecting it. And then the next step is getting back into that sensation of having it. Right. So it's literally yeah. like the accordion, you know, we can collapse it and open it. Like it's breathing. It's literally breathing. So the way that you just talked about that, I was like, oh, this is so good because sometimes when we, as a general umbrella term get out of alignment we're like what's the next thing and then if you just pay attention to what are you thinking right now and look at the the seven principles then that's really going to tell you where you're at and the next thing to literally focus on so I think that was really beautiful the way that you said that I was like oh yes like I need to highlight this yeah it's it's true it's energy it is breathing us you know it's it's life yeah oh my gosh yes so the next one of loving and I really love how you talked about the relationship that we have with the thing that we desire. And I think this is so important. And I, in the spring, I created a money program and it really was about your relationship with money. And it's so interesting because when we, like we're talking about the materialistic things, like, you know, if we're talking about purses or we're talking about shoes or whatever it is that we want, you know, a business or a person like a, a spouse or relationship that we're manifesting. Let's say those are materialistic things. We never think about personifying the relationship that we have with them because we always think about relationships to be between humans or animals, right? Like living, breathing creatures. And so I really love that you talked about the relationship that we have because when we look at what we think, how we speak, how we treat people in our lives and then look at the things that we want in our lives really what's the difference if it's all energy so I would love if we can yeah like yeah. literally so yeah I would love if you could if you could elaborate a little bit more on that yeah so you know if we go back to what we were saying that we are energy receivers we're receiving in energy all the time we are energy receivers. We're also energy containers. Most of us, we have either, you know, a small container where we let a little in, or we have deliberate container where we let a lot in. We're energy containers. And then we're also transmitters. So if we're transmitting energy, which is those signals that go out and then collect more, that's law of attraction doing its thing, right? The way we send out energy is the words that we say, the thoughts that we think, the expectations or the beliefs that we have, then the feelings, and then the actions. Like we said that 
but it counts for everything. If I'm thinking negative thoughts and I have a negative belief about my kid, for example, right? That that's the behavior that is going to show up from that individual because it's what I expect. I expect, and my kid is not like this and I don't have this relationship, but I'm just saying as a parent, if I, if, and I see this with parents to act in a certain way, right? It influences the other person, but you can never create for another person. You can never change another person. That's their consciousness. But when you take something like money, for example, money doesn't have an opinion. Money doesn't have resistance. Money doesn't care. It is all, it goes to where it's attracted to. And so when we can understand that everything, all relationships start inside of us and that all relationships are reflection of first what we have inside of our own consciousness connected to that person, place, or thing. So if we have a negative relationship or we have a, a relationship based in lack, we think we're going to struggle under current, under everything is and scarcity and not enoughness about money. Well, that relationship is going to reflect itself in the lack of money in your bank account. When you shift that relationship inside of you, what you think about money, what you expect about money, the feeling of what it would feel like to have it. Because when you come down to it, when you are thinking about your relationship, say with money or an inanimate object to be a success or a business or you know something else that you want to create a project you're working on. When you're first creating it into form, you're working with energy first. Everything is first created with energy before it becomes a form, even relationships. And so when we can start creating the feeling of having, we're now in the fulfillment of it. And then we amplify that feeling of it by loving it. Because having a feeling, having a relationship with money, right? It's like, how do you want to feel in that relationship? I want to feel free. I want to feel, you know, why do you want more money? I said that to a group of women. I'm like, you know, honestly, we don't want, it's not that we want more money. We don't bags of money. And they were like, yeah, we do. You know, it was like, of course you do, but it's what the money represents. It's the feeling. What are you going to feel when you have those bags? Sometimes I do a conference where people are just bringing bags of like money and put it in front of people and go, okay, now how do you feel? Right. It, well, I'm annoyed. I got these bags of money right in front of me. Right. But how do you, would you really feel if you had the money that was in all sufficiency? It's not about the money. Would you feel free? Would you feel secure? Would you feel safe? I mean, what is the money? That's what the cultivation that you have to do with the energy with your relationship with money, because it's that energy that money isn't attracted to. Money is attracted to that energy of freedom. Money is attracted to that energy of safety and security. Money is attracted to the fun, right? The, the fun coupons, right? It's like, if, if, if that's how you hold money, it doesn't become this dark, negative, scary relationship that you have inside that then manifests itself outside. It's so interesting how like love will transmute any energy. Like it is, it is the highest frequency and yeah. it just, it's just so expansive. So naturally 
having a loving relationship with money, with a person, with whatever it is that you're manifesting, it is expansive. And it's so interesting because even when we're using, you know, this is such a concrete example of using money because obviously this is something that people relate to. They want to manifest more money, right? But it is the feelings that come from what it is that we're manifesting, right? The freedom, security, the creativity, the, you know, the fulfillment. It ultimately really does come down to fulfillment. And so it's so beautiful because like, even if, again, if we find that we're not feeling love, like when usually when we love something it's because we have it, right? Or we feel very connected to it, you know, like we have our partner in our life. So it's like, we love them. And it's like, again, you have to have the having in order mm -hmm. to feel the loving, whether it is a, you know, physical manifestation or something that is in the process. So I think that's so, it's so yeah. beautiful. And the thing is too, it, it, like, it is again, interesting because it, we've learned to, it's like an outside in approach, right? If you have something, then you have it, then you can love it. Yeah. But the thing is the love comes from within. It's not like it comes from the outside, right? Which is so important. You know, even in the, the world that we live in, when we have a relationship with something or someone that we love, it's usually a very, it, even the energy of love is very skewed by what we make it mean and all of the imprints and all that of most, most, I'm not saying all, but most human, if you do this for me, I will then this for you. You know, it's kind of like a conditional, if you would just change, I'll be happy kind of thing. And in that, this love that we're talking about is a pure frequency. It's a pure energy that is, you know, you have it. And then it's like this, oh, I just love it. Right. It's like, there's an expansiveness beyond the having that you feel fulfilled with, but there's like, you feel fulfilled with it. And then you love it. You're just like in, oh, there's this overflowing essence of gratitude about the person, place, the thing, whatever it is. So it's like, it's, yeah. you're doing all these steps and then you're energizing it with this energy of love yes oh my gosh yes all right well I just want to let the audience know you've been listening to this episode so far but what actually happened was that my internet cut out so badly that Christy and I had to reschedule and actually continue the episode from now onward and the reason why we we're talking about this before I hit record and I just thought it was so funny because the next principle that we're going to talk about is surrender. And that is literally what we had to do in the conversation. Like it just wasn't possible. Zoom is cutting in and out. And so we are continuing this conversation literally, you know, two or three weeks later as I go to publish this. Right. So I just wanted to be real with you that it's, it's like, you hear these things, you see things on the internet, but it's like, sometimes you really just have to surrender, which I think is so perfect that we're diving into this. So Christy, welcome back. And I'm so yes. happy. Well, that we're thank doing you. This. It's great to be able to have two times to sit with you. Right. Yeah. You know, it is funny, isn't it? It's like those little things where you're, what did we have to do in that moment? I mean, we would have kept fight, fighting against it, right? Delay. It just doesn't feel good. So we're like, we'll just do it next time. Okay. Right. And, and that's what surrender gives a promise of is flow. And when we don't have the feeling of flow, when we have the feeling of, frustration or anger, or just like we're bumping up against where we have resistance happening. That's what we need to surrender. And so 
However you need to visualize that, I teach like, and there's so many different tools, for example, I mean, just even taking your hand and and doing it like a karate chop and, you know, imagine cutting a cord to that thought that actually creates a, it creates a severance, if you will, with that thought, and then you can create a new thought. When people think a new thought and they're not cutting that cord, the, the energetic cords are still there. Right. So it's like you could take a take your hand, karate chop it. You can imagine that thought that you're putting it in a bubble and letting it float away. You might imagine that you've got um, a boiling point or you've got emotions rising up to the surface and you can just literally feel yourself pulsating with it and letting it go. I mean, these are things that I teach. But when you have the surrender of it, the letting go of it instead of the push against it that's when, that's when solutions come. Right. And, and probably what we were about to talk about today was better than we were going to talk about before. And so now it's just even better, right? It's that sometimes we don't know where the journey of surrender takes you to. Right. But if you truly believe in that there is positive energy and that you are part of that and that it's breathing you and that you're connected with something so much more and that that divine part of us that's breathing us wants us to thrive and feel good. I mean, if you really have your focus, we talked about that, right? If you have your focus, your mental focus on what you want, why you want it, how you want to feel, and then you surrender anything that is not of that feeling to whether you call it God, the universe, a, a, a bunny, a, a trash can, what, whatever you want to visualize yourself, letting go in your own physical body, that's surrender. Because then in that surrendering, you then get a choice again. What do you want to align with? Right? We haven't even talked about the seven princi- principle, but it's like all the principles flow together because as you're surrendering, think about a breath, right? You take a breath in, you take a breath out. You surrender a breath out. It's actually as easy as that. <laughs> we make yeah. it very difficult, right? <laughs> Ask me how I know, right? But it's as easy as taking a breath. And as you could just imagine energy releasing out your breath, because that's what breath is, you know, even if to start to get that sensation, right? You have to breathe out and then you have to breathe back in. So the surrendering then has to have an inflow. So what kind of, after you've surrendered, what energy do you want to bring in? And a good place to start, because as we talked about the whole spectrum of on one side, you have lack and the other side, you have abundance. Lack always feels bad. Abundance always feels good. What is that tipping point? That tipping point is satisfaction. It's fulfillment. It's the positive aspects. That's what gets into those higher vibrations. So after you surrender, find something to appreciate, find something to be grateful for. Notice what you, I'm surrendering this, I'm surrendering this problem. I'm surrendering the confusion that I have around this particular situation coming up. All right, then what do I want to feel instead? I want to feel centered. I want to feel relaxed. I want to feel at peace. I want to feel, and then let yourself resonate by your choosing with that type of energy. I'm loving everything that you're saying because there's a, there's a big kind of confusion or mix up with the concept of surrender versus giving up right so I think some people think oh if I surrender like I'm giving up like I'm throwing everything in the trash can but really what I'm hearing you say that I just want to emphasize for the listeners is that 
if you if you look at the spectrum of lack and abundance and it's when we when we're trying to have both at the same time we, we cannot because it neutralizes right so when we pay attention to surrendering the lack like we're giving up the lack and then we're creating space to focus on what it is that we want right so i think that that's one of the things i feel like a lot of people get confused with surrender they're like oh i'm giving up like i'm just giving up everything so i'm just curious if you, if you have a few words about that yeah, I have a lot of words about that. Yeah, it's it's really about the law of detachment. And and one thing I wanted to, yeah, I'll just go there. So there's so many things, so many branches of a tree that I could go to uh, that I could hang on right now. Um, this it, going, okay. Just because we let go of something, we have a certain detachment to it, or we have surrendered, or we have let it go. It, it doesn't mean that we don't care about it or that we don't continue to align with it or focus on it, right? It's not an abdication of like, you know, you know, whatever, take it, right? It's not a, I don't care kind of attitude. You actually care more. You have more energy and vitality moving through you. It's a releasing all that is not in alignment with the desire and the desire factor and what's breathing you. That's what you release. It's not about going, I don't know, I want a partner, but I really don't want to, I'm, I'm totally surrendered to whatever qualities that that person. No, you've been in other relationships. You know the qualities you like and you know the qualities you don't like take the contrast, the, the experience, the memories, your life experience of, of gathering all the information of what you didn't like. And that's when you get to focus on what do you want in any aspect, in all aspects of your life, your relationships, your health, your, your money, your, your career success, your friendships, what, whatever area you want to look at that's important for you in your life, the mental awareness and stability and mental health, the emotional health. I mean, these are things in that areas of our lives that are really important to look at. What do you want in all of those areas? How do you want to feel? What do you want to create? Surrender everything that is not of that. Every negative thought about that, surrender that thought. It's not a, we think of surrender and it's like, you know, when in war, they, you know, they wave the white flag. It's like, okay, well, we lose, you win. We're not talking about in the 3D world of there, if you go watch an NFL football game, right? There's going to be a winner and there's going to be a loser. Someone's going to have a, a W and someone's going to have an L on that scoreboard, right? It, it, energy's not like that. Our lives are not like that. There's things in the 3D world that are surrendering is you're literally letting go of all things that do not align with what you desire, what you desire to create, who you desire to be, what you desire to have, what you desire to experience. And it's a power. It's powerful to go, whoa, I you know what? This is perfect because this just happened a couple of weeks ago. I had a realization as much work I've done 25 plus years of personal growth work on myself. I've been teaching for 20, I have seven books, I, you know, certified 3000 coaches. I've done a lot in the last several years. Right. And with all of that, I still have moments where an emotion overtakes me. And that happened a couple of weeks ago where I felt myself disappointed. 
And I, and I really took a look at this and went, where's the resistance and how do I surrender this? Because I was really getting stuck in the disappointment. And as much as all the tools and everything I was doing to process, you know, feeling my emotions, all these things, I was still stuck there. And the reason was because I wasn't surrendered to that energy, to that emotion. I was very, I had a story there about disappointment. And as soon as I just let myself listen to that story instead of resist it, I heard my mom in my head saying, well, life is full of disappointments. And then I started having all these flashbacks as a kid where her motivational speech to try to pick me up after I've totally been disappointed is to then let me know that life is not fair and that it is full of disappointments. This crappy feeling that I'm feeling right now because I'm hurt, I didn't make the team or the boy didn't like me or whatever it was, right? Instead of going, oh, compassion, teach me compassion for myself in these moments when I am, you know, needing that nurturing, that, that, oh, it's all going to be okay. You know, don't tell me life is full. And I know where it was coming from. She wanted to prepare me, right? But ever since then, I could think back and go, wow. I have, I have been mastered by the fear of disappointment. So even though I go and do something and I don't stop myself, I still take action. I flow with it in the back of my brain as wiring in my whole entire system is life is full of disappointments. And I went, whoa, no, I, I choose, I choose to how, what life is full of. So if I want to choose, what, what would I want life to be full of? Surprise and delights, fun surprise and delights, right? So that made me go, oh yeah, that's a, that feels good, right? And so I just felt all of, I surrendered all of that energy, chopped those cords, all the energy work that I help people do, right? All this, the council work, all of that. And I was, oh, life is full of surprise and delights. Within an hour, within an hour, I got booked for a podcast that has millions of, of listeners within an hour of doing that. And then it just keep, you know, I had a woman, I went on a podcast and she's like, oh my God, I have been in the, the metaphysical field for 30 years. And she goes, I, you know, have gotten rid of most of the books. And I just tell source that whatever I need to read and my path, you, you show it to me. And she goes, and it always happens. I get, I get something. And she goes, but it's been a decade since I have been given a book where I literally could not put it down. And she, I go, can I quote you on this? Cause she goes, this is what metaphysical gold is what she said, the desire factor. Right. And I was like, wow, I mean, what a fun surprise and delight. I was not expecting that. If we create our own reality, and we do, and we create from our consciousness, which is all inside of us, the words that we speak, the thoughts that we think, what we believe, whether we consciously, if you would have sat me down as a kid and said, would it feel good to believe that life is full of disappointments? I'd say no. Right. But then why would I then believe it and start creating that in my life? Because we are so open even to what we resist. So my mom's saying, I wanted to prove her wrong. Life is not full of disappointments. But in doing that, I didn't change my focus to what I just did, 
Life is full of surprise and delights, right? I resisted the idea that life is full of disappointments. And what do I do? I just give more and more energy to it. Now that energy is gone. And if the energy is gone, I can't create the forms with it because everything is created first in energy. That was amazing. <laughs> I was just <laughs> sitting here on mute, like nodding and smiling the whole time. <laughs> that was so amazing. And oh, I, the biggest thing that I really love about your teachings and like, I obviously got this from the coaching program is just embracing contrast. Like we, we have like so much heaviness around contrast as well around, like, like you said, like, oh my God, disappointment, disappointment, like just pushing and resisting and putting all our energy there. But the thing is when we, when we consider that contrast, like that disappointment is actually telling us what we desire is to have delight, fun, and surprise in life. Right. And, and so we, it's just so interesting how, when you embraced disappointment, it allowed you to access that delight, surprise, you know, and just abundance. Like, I think that that's so powerful. And I really want the listeners to get that is that it's not about, it's really, it's really about embracing those shadows. Like, it's not about pushing it away. You tried to push it away. You tried to push it away and then you embraced it. And then all of this abundance just like poured in. Right. Yeah. So I love, I really love that story. Like, this is so gold again, metaphysical gold. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Oh my God. Let's, let's dive into the next principle of action, because this is something where, you know, we talked in our conversation about how the the principles, like my visualization is them being an accordion, right? The way that they they breathe, they are breathing principles. And, and so I feel like in, in the manifestation world, it's like, people are like, oh, just feel the emotion and then take aligned action. But I, we're talking about how this, the principles are an accordion. And so this is really the last piece. And some of the things that you said in the books that I really loved were just how you know, taking action is a tipping point where something has gathered so much energetic momentum that it must evolve into physical form. It is the tipping point. It's not necessarily the next thing you have to do once you do all the inner work. It's like the end. It's literally the end piece, like that little, that little domino effect, you know, just that last little tap. And then it all is, it all starts to open up. Right. And, and so I really love how you just shared that there's just so much momentum behind it, that that's why aligned action feels more like play than it does work. Cause there's no forcing, like all the work has really already been done. Like this is just the last piece, like the icing on the cake, the cherry on top. Right. And so I would really love for you to share that, elaborate on it. And also what I loved too, is how you talked about internal versus external actions, because I think a lot of us human beings, because we live in a 3d world, we're like, Oh, the more things I do, but ultimately the internal work of, you know, whether it's meditating, whether it's, whether it's cutting cords, whether it's reevaluating the contrast that we're experiencing, that is like equally as important as taking action. So I'd love if you yes. could just obviously share your insight on that. Yeah. And it, it is true. Like you said, each of the principles, they're, they're, they're laws, but they are, they're breathing with you. They're interact. You have to interact with them. It's like, it, it literally is something like I have a I have a relationship with the law of sufficiency and abundance. I know when I'm off and I know when I'm on, right? It's like, I guide my life by that. They're universal principles. And my life completely continues to get more and more full of surprise and delights, right? So it's just more and more expansive. And the thing to understand is while you're going through all of them, each step must be done in order to manifest in the exact order. And at the same time, they all will come together. 
And one that stands that what I just said, no more than any that uh, better than the others is the seventh one. And that is action. Because like you said, we think do all this inner work and then take an action, right? The way we have to look at it is it's not metaphysical, 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 physical, right? It's all physical and metaphysical all along the way, creating it together. It's, it's not like, I'm like, okay, here, you take it and I'll just sit back, right? It's, it's a co-creative relationship. And what I mean by that is that if you are in a place of receiving mode, right? And in a moment of alignment, could have been looking at something that all of a sudden, you know, pleased you. And then you get this idea that that's, that's how these desires come in when we're in a place of being in receiving mode. A lot of times it might come to people in the middle of the the night in a dream, you know, because that's, they're so open. They don't have as much resistance, right? It's like the crack of least resistance. Well, that moment that that idea comes in, we are taking action or not. We can either align or not, meaning we could either, we can make a decision in our mind that's taking an interaction. When I explained what I just did, you know, I was sitting in my car. I, my physical body was not moving at all. And I was literally releasing all of this energy all of those stories, all of those imprints about life being full of disappointments. And then I was activating and bringing in the energy, the belief, the possibility that life is full of surprise and delights. That was a lot of action. It was energy action. It was interaction. That was all to get me back in alignment with my desire factor, right? Because that's what I needed to surrender. Now, once that surrendered, right, I, I still took that as an action. When you get your, pick yourself up, whether you could be sleeping in your bed and all of a sudden you sit yourself up, or maybe you lay there and you allow yourself to meditate and let yourself run energy, that's doing an interaction. So we are the physical to the metaphysical, to the non-physical. The non-physical is always flowing. It's never stopping. We, on the other hand, are the physical that will take inner and outer action. We get a time called sleep, right? We, we get to rest our bodies. We don't have to do dishes. We don't have to scrub the floors. We don't have to go to work. We don't have to think. We, we don't have to emote. We, I mean, we still are energy, but we don't have to be in a process of feeling and emotion. Everything just gets settled down and it gets surrendered, right? So we get this place of relief. And then the minute we do it in the morning, it's like, okay, you, how do you do the desire factor steps in your day? Start off, what do I want to align with today? Joy, right? It could be not a huge, big, I want to change the world kind of desire factor. It could literally be the desire factor for your day. What do I want for my day today? Just want to feel peace right? Align is the first principle. Align with peace. How do you align with it and continue to align with it? Focus. Focus on thoughts of peace. Focus on what you say. Focus on what you, what you listen to, what you watch, right? What is going to help you feel peaceful? Ooh, I think I'll put on some peaceful music, right? You get into that energy field of I'm in the mood for some peace, right? We could get in the other mood where 
we're in the mood to party, right? We're in the mood for some excitement, right? It's like, I want some adventure, right? All those are great. These are life experiences, but that's all we get to choose, align, focus. Now, you might not go on that adventure right away, but maybe you're like, I, you know, I need, a, I need some good adventure. I want to go hike a mountain or I want to go, you know, go on a cruise or I want to go travel the world, whatever it may be, whatever adventure is for you, right? It could be going to a nightclub. I don't know, whatever that is. But having that sense of adventure, let that guide you then and be that bridge between the wanting of it and the having of it by joyfully expecting it, looking forward to when you get to go and what that would look like and who you, you know, get to go with and all that. And then you get into the principle of how you feel. Have it now as if you already are living it, breathing it, doing it. You feel the energy of the adventure now. Love that energy, right? Anything that comes up in the mind that says, oh, it's going to take a long time. Just surrender that thought. Sometimes that's all that needs to be surrendered. Just that thought of, you can't do that. Well, well, just let me surrender. I'm not going to fight or engage with it. I'm just going to let that thought go, right? And I'm just going to come back to the focus. I am going to sit and bring in the action, the inner action of, of peace, of whatever you're choosing, adventure. And then when you get a text message or you get an email, hey, how did you get this email? That's cool. Wow. You know, have you ever done that, right? All of a sudden you're like, how did I find out about this person? This is exactly what I needed, right? Or how did I, how did I all of a sudden someone calls you, right? You're like, wow, it's just thinking I needed something like that or wanted something like that. Or I was designed, you know, and then, then you take the action, you go meet the person, you go call the person, you go talk, you read the book. You, that's the action. It's the spiral of energy. And that's the pop, right? It's, it's spiral, 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 pop. Those are all the principles in order to continue to flow energy moving towards what you want. And yeah, there's, there's just so much more to say on that, but action is something that we have to take responsibility for. Yes. And I love that last visualization that you gave around the spiraling and then the pop. You know what I mean? And it's so funny because I, I see it so often in life where people like, including myself, like totally have been guilty of this, of manifesting and, and wanting to take that action too soon, right? Mm-hmm. Like this, this level of impatience, which is then obviously being attached rather than being detached, right? Yes. And so it's just so interesting. Like I really love all of the principles just really bring this sense of groundedness and, and just this yeah, like there's just this groundedness and it gets to be simple and it's, you know, it is a bit of a a blueprint essentially, but it's so organic and it's so relevant to any human being, right? Which is like amazing. So I I love how you just, you gave that simple example of like wanting to just feel joy or peace in a day and like, how are you going to go about it? But then it can obviously be used for bigger things. Like what kind of goals do you have in your business? Like what kind of relationship do you want to manifest? Like how do you want to transform your health over the next year? Like it can, it can be used for anything, which is incredible. So the last thing that I, I really wanted to dive into, and I really love this was like part of the last chapter was it was never about the desire. It's about who we become. And so I just, I, I really loved that because if you think about it, you know, all of, all of these principles, we get to tap into a part of ourselves and it's like, it's this discovery. It's an opportunity. It's a privilege of being able to shift ourselves in those little moments. 
And, you know, even just like surrendering, like you shared that example of like surrendering that disappointment from your childhood, like, you know, that had been sitting there for decades, but then it's like such an honor. Lots of decades. (laughs) (laughs) But like, just, it's just like, there's so much privilege in it too. This co-creation, like, I, I just love it. But I would love if you can talk a bit more about that because I feel like we get so fixated on like the thing, like the money, the relationship, but then we, we don't even realize like how we've transformed through the experience. And that's literally the most beautiful priceless thing of it all. Yeah. So I, I, I utilize this in the book, as you know, um, and (laughs) um, it's when I got, when I had the desire to have my first coach purse, right. And I don't even have the purse anymore. Right. And this is, this is 20, I don't know, seven years ago or something like that. But that purse was my carrot to quit smoking. Right. It's like, that was going to be the reward. And I really wanted that purse. Right. And so I kind of gave myself a, uh, that will be the reward when you quit smoking because someone that smokes is not going to carry that purse. I don't know. I made the story up in my head. I'm sure there are many people, but for me, it worked. And I was able to quit smoking. I haven't smoked since. And that was, again, 27 years ago. I don't even have the purse that I was all excited about. But I, here I stand, 27 years later, a non-smoker. And I was a big smoker. I, was, I smoked, you know, a pack and a half a, a, day, a day. And it wasn't like I went one day, ooh, I'm going to quit. I mean, I went through lying to myself and say, today is my last day and throwing out all of it and then having to go buy all of it like five times in a day and just going, okay, I, you know, feeling like a failure, not being able to, it's one of the reasons why I now teach vice freedom program, because those vices we have energetic relationships with, right? And so by me becoming a non-smoker, right? I allowed myself to have that reward of the purse. Well, here I am. I'm still carrying that energy of a non-smoker. Purse long gone wasn't about that. It was about who I became in the process. I think that's such a beautiful example because it's literally you being a non-smoker outlived the purse, even though that was the dangling carrot. Yes. So it's just, you know, and even if you think about it, our goals with our like business, with relationships, like our essence and our journey will always live beyond that physical realm which I think is like it's it's so powerful you know and I think it's just natural like as human beings you know we're obviously so attached to the 3d world because it's where we live physically we see the things and we build emotional connection to it like you said so it that totally makes sense so and that and that's great it's part of being human it's it's you know that's where in the book as you know it's like the it's not it's not resisting the material world. It's embracing it. You know, if we are here, right. And we get excited. Some people could care less about cars. Other people get so excited about cars. Right. And if, if you're going to drive a car, drive the one you want to drive, drive the one that excites you. Right. It might be for somebody else. It might be golf clubs or it might be adventure or it might be traveling or it might, you know, maybe diamonds or, you know, whatever, whatever it is right? To understand that it's not the material that makes us happy. And it's not the success or the accolades or the accomplishments or all the things that we desire. It's not even the man or the baby, right? It's none of those things that make us happy. We choose to be happy. And then we relate with those things. 
And, and that's really big for everybody to understand. It doesn't mean you, you can't love a nice pair of shoes and, and buy them if you want. It just means don't think that the pair of shoes are going to be the thing that finally makes you happy or the dream house or the dream guy or the dream career or whatever that is, right? I'm talking about creating your desire and desires in a very, very grounded way, understanding how to use energy and matter, non-physical and physical, but to enjoy it because that's truly the purpose of it. My 11-year-old the other day asked me, mom, what's the purpose of life? And I said, to enjoy yourself, to joy, for the joy of it. Your soul has its own purpose and that's for the love of it. So if our focus, everybody's focus was on the joy and love of being in life, half the stuff that we don't like to do wouldn't even be, it would be, a, we wouldn't even be able to understand, imagine a life like that because it's not like that. We have so much contrast, but contrast in however it comes up, right? as we have people that are shifting, use, utilizing contrast, like you said, utilizing contrast for you know, awareness, communication of this is how you're vibrating. Do you still wanna, it's like, ma'am, this is what you are you know, getting. Do you still wanna get this, right? You still wanna continue. This is a manifestation that popped. Do you want, still wanna continue to vibrate at that level or do you wanna shift it? That's the opportunity to go, okay, what do I wanna align with? What do I desire? What do I want? Why do I want it? How do I want to feel? And then we start the whole process over again. When you're releasing that contrast, right? You you get to enjoy your life. You get to move in a direction that feels good instead of one that doesn't. And and that's where the joy comes in. That's where the expansion comes in. That's where the the love, that, that higher vibration, you get to love life. You get to love the experiences. You get to love the connection that you have with yourself. You get to love the having of energy. And then it becomes less and less about the physical stuff and more about the energy. I really appreciate that, you know, you're just emphasizing love right now, because I was chatting with a group of ladies the other day, and they were just saying how love is really the only thing that's real, right? Like love is so powerful. And I, I love that you are just sharing so much about love. And like just the desire and loving your desire and loving yourself through it and loving the contrast and just loving all of it, because ultimately that is what, that is what's going to keep us in our power and keep us in this creative state, because it's just, there's just so much allowing in that energy. And so I think that was just such a beautiful reminder that you were like really emphasizing love at the end there. And I was like really resonating with that. Thank you, Kayla. You're welcome. I really loved this episode, <laughs> just continuing on the train of love. And I love that I, I was willing to surrender weeks ago when the whole thing, the whole internet was just brutal. And I was like, okay, we're going to let this go. Cause you're right. Today's conversation was so, it was so nurturing. Like I feel so good right now after recording this yeah. with you. Yeah. So I, I want to thank you for your patience and taking the time to come on here and like share this wisdom and of course, to the listeners, like I obviously recommend this book. I highly recommend it. I highlighted the whole thing. Like it just makes it just makes embodiment and manifestation so simple. It takes out the bells and whistles. It's just this breathing accordion. I feel like this is the metaphor that I'm always going to use when I talk about the desire factor. So, Christy, can you please let our listeners know where they can connect with you online, and then I'll put that in the show notes as well. 
Absolutely. So I have, you know, a lot of times the first place people ask me all the time is where, where do I get started? Right. You're talking about big principles, you know, where, how do I, how do I even start? And so for years, I was telling people to watch their words, because again, our consciousness is what we say, our words that we say, thoughts, perspective, or beliefs, emotions, and our actions. And so I created a program called Watch Your Words, and it's a 30-day video program. You get a video every day for 30 days, but they're like two to four minutes in length. And they're power packed with um, even coaching, asking you questions and having you think of it for yourself, which is really powerful. But they tell you what not to say, why, and you get to feel that for yourself and then what to say instead. So it's a, it's a powerful coaching um, two minutes a day program to help you shift your consciousness shift by shifting your words. So you can go to watchyourwords.com for that. And then I also have uh, my main website is christywhitman.com. And I've got, you know, Instagram, Christy Whitman one, the number one Facebook lives, Christy Whitman International. So that's amazing. And I could attest to the watch your words because I did it. <laughs> I awesome. signed up. Yeah, I signed up and I watched every video. And yeah, it's, it's literally perfect because that the way that you go through everything and even at the end like giving that pdf of like here's a recap of everything we just went through in the last month and really looking at you know the different areas of how we use certain words or certain languages and just like the autopilot of you know just being disempowered and with money or how we communicate in relationships and and so i really love this watch your words and i highly recommend people to sign up i'm going to put the link in the show notes because it's such a great place to start to really develop self-awareness so i'm really glad that you brought that up Thanks, Kayla. Thanks so much for having me back. Oh, you're so welcome. Yes. And I just want to thank the listeners for tuning in as well. And just, of course, if you can please like, subscribe, leave a review. And if you share this on social media, definitely tag us so that we can be excited with you. And we will definitely talk with you in the next episode. 